I honestly think that uh, being a winemaker is a lifelong learning journey. And welcome back to the Corvinus Business Intelligence. The focus of today's podcast is the Hungarian wine industry. We're just delighted to have as our guest on Corvinus Business Intelligence today, Ferenc Busodó, the third generation representative of Hungary's Budosho winery. My name's Theodore Boone. I'm a member of the faculty of Corvinus University. My co-host for this podcast is Laura Donchak, a student at Corvinus University. Ferenc, could you please tell us a little bit about the history of your winery, or I should say your and your families, your and your parents and their parents' winery, and welcome. Welcome, everybody. Uh, before answering the questions, let me thank you for this uh, opportunity. It's an honor to be uh, one part of your podcast series, as uh, especially, I could say, such as a junior a young winemaker as, uh, as, as me. Uh, now we could pr proudly say that uh, we are so-called three generations uh, family winery uh, because uh, nowadays both my cousins and uh, I are working at the company under the hands of the seniors, our, our uh, uh, parents. Basically the passion uh, in the family for uh, cultivating grapes and making wines has uh, all started with my grandparents. They had uh, left their hometown for moving here uh, to the south part of the Lake Balaton uh, because uh, the 60s, uh, 70s, uh, there was a famous uh, winery. Uh, it was called the Boglari Alami Gazdaság uh, during the uh, communist uh, period. Uh, and they started to work here. Uh, my grandfather worked as a viticulturist, uh, while my grandmother was uh, one of the labor leaders. Before the change of the uh, regime, uh, it was forbidden to have uh, more than a smaller parcel of uh, vineyards. Uh, but my grandfather was a little bit tricky uh, because uh, uh, he uh, started uh, to buy uh, vineyards in the 80s in his friend's name. And uh, he was working uh, late night uh, at the vineyards. Uh, and this way, uh, nobody uh, could see him. Uh, could you tell us just uh, where where on Lake Balaton is is the vineyard? Yeah, of course. Uh, so basically, there are uh, six uh, vineyard, uh, six wine regions around the Lake Balaton, and ours uh, it's called the uh, Balaton Moglar Wine Region is uh, situated on the sh uh, south shore. Uh, it's basically the the, the whole uh, south shore from Shiofok to to Castay uh, or Kerestur. And it's 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 a uh, fourth biggest uh, wine region in Hungary with uh, three thousand five hundred hectares. That's fantastic, Laura. I know you have a bunch of questions, so feel free to jump in. I wanted to ask you uh, what did you study, and uh, if you think that you have to be born into this business, or that you can be successful only studying. I honestly think that uh, being a winemaker is a lifelong learning journey. Uh, but of course, it stays true for lots of profession in the world too. Uh, I got my degree at the University of uh, St. Istvan. It was also called, when I started to learn there, uh, Corvinus University uh, as a viticulture and analogy engineer. Uh, during and after the uni, 
I felt that uh, gaining experiences from other wineries in the world are not only the greatest opportunity for learning, but uh, something that would be a regret to miss. So I made uh, two harvests in Tuscany, one in New Zealand and one in South Tyrol, uh, traveling and working there as uh, now we are seeing a traveling winemaker. It's a kind of a lifestyle. Uh, I hope I can answer uh, uh, the question that how to be a successful winemaker uh, in 10 years for now. But my father is a good example, successful winemaker. I think that the key is uh, to have uh, several harvest experiences and to taste as um, many as as much wine as as you can. Uh, basically, uh, from other wineries, to to uh, to shape to shape your taste in some ways. And yeah, of course, I uh, it's not a shame for me for learning uh, from others who are who has uh, who have more experience uh, than me. Is that true, or is that something I've just heard? And if it is true, are, are the roots of the grapes at your winery, um, are they Hungarian roots or were they brought over from the Romans? Did the Romans bring them over uh, or something else? Basically, uh, in lots of regions, except uh, where are sent, uh, the roots of the grapes are, uh, are, the, are American uh, varieties because there is a, a disease called phylloxera which can uh, damage uh, the European grapes, which, which we are cultivating for their vines. And, uh, and the American grapes, uh, they have also uh, uh, bunches and grapes, but uh, it's not, uh, it, it, it can be a good vine. So uh, basically the roots, which are under the uh, soil, uh, they, are, uh, they are American uh, grape varieties, and uh, which uh, we are cultivating and which we are harvesting, it's European uh, different uh, grape varieties. talked uh, a lot about the different wine regions. Uh, can you tell us about the competition between these regions and in the whole wine industry? Yeah, of course. Uh, speaking in general, uh, we have uh, 22 wine regions in Hungary. And um, luckily, many of them have uh, huge differences between each other. And that uh, makes our uh, lives more easier as uh, as winemakers uh, we are also lucky because uh, the wine culture is improving in hungary and uh, such as Irsoyver and rosé uh, wines are uh, became really fashionable the average wine consumption in hungary is uh, around 24 liter per year which is i think not bad uh, in europe but uh, what i'm uh, trying uh, to say that there is not a big race between other regions uh, because every wine region have have its uh, own styles, own climate, uh, own uh, grape varieties, and made most important on uh, sympathizers. Uh, so, our, so the forces uh, of our wine uh, region, Balatonbogular wine region, is uh, especially uh, the summer and the tourism, because the local selling uh, is uh, considerable, and we could uh, make a really fresh, fruity red, uh, rosé uh, and uh, white wines, but also in some particular years, also uh, big ready, big uh, bodied, uh, heavy red wines. So I would say the, the every kind of wine we could uh, we could make here uh, in this region. And now as the Horeca sector is sleeping, there are bigger races at the multi-chains. So hundreds of wines have been sent to the tenders to be able to sell their wines in the shelves of the multi-chains 
such as Little Lolly, uh, Tesco. So there is a huge race uh, there. And uh, do you think it's uh, still worth uh, entering uh, the Hungarian buying market or is it already uh, full? I would say it's uh, kind of full. So uh, during the COVID period, it's not the best time to uh, start building a new brand, um, mainly because there aren't wine festivals, then uh, you can show off yourself. Uh, also, the Horeca sector, which is the main selling channel for uh, smalling wineries, is not existing now. But on the other hand, uh, there are some advantages, uh, such as selling wines online uh, and also promoting is more successful than ever uh, before, also at our winery. Do you focus on the domestic market or do you also sell uh, outside of Hungary or, or want to sell outside of Hungary? Uh, now, uh, such as lots of wineries, uh, we are we are focusing on domestic. So, so I would say... Uh, Lots of wineries just selling uh, uh, between the borders. It's, it's kind of uh, hard uh, to race with the, with the foreign wines, also in price, uh, but also in style. Sometimes it could be confusing for us as well because we have around uh, 17 different labels, so 17 different uh, wines. Uh, as I said, our product pyramid is starting with the productive fruity uh, wines uh, around the uh, Uh, four to five euros uh, and uh, finishing with uh, very caged uh, terroir express reds and uh, one method uh, traditional sparkling uh, it costs uh, around uh, uh, 15 uh, 16 euros per bottle our sympathizer are both the older and the younger generation uh, for making our wines more fashionable among the younger generations uh, Our wines are vegan. Uh, we are trying to make uh, wines in less alcohol and uh, we are making some kind of special wines or trials such as Petnat or, or Carbonic Macerated Red, which, is, uh, which are uh, really fashionable among uh, young uh, people. Uh, and we are also trying to be active on social media surfaces. Uh, we are writing Monty blogs for... Uh, a more uh, personal relationship with the buyers. And, and also we are going to several wine festivals if we could uh, to, to chat with the buyers and, and to show off our, uh, ourselves. And the, the, uh, the wine festivals, can you talk a little bit more about how you interface with, with those? Uh, you said chatting with the buyers is the goal also to, uh, you know, I don't know, win some awards at the wine festival. Uh, So how does that how does that work? And when you say buyers, are you talking about the bulk buyers? Or are you talking more about sort of individual folks like me that are going there and uh, picking out and getting to know some interesting wines? I'm meaning uh, more the individual uh, buyers, like uh, the, the, the biggest wine festival in Hungary. It's in the, the castle, uh, usually after the harvest uh, season. So at uh, No, sorry. Uh, before the harvest season, so August September. Uh, so it, it's 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 beautiful on, on the on the at the castle uh, in Budapest, and and there, uh, yeah, we are focusing uh, sometimes also for sending back the samples for winning some prizes, but also just for uh, uh, for uh, speaking with uh, lots of uh, potential buyers and and just. Uh, uh, 
taste our vines, uh, uh, also uh, requiring opinions because it's an important thing that uh, that's a thing that we are like our, our vines, but but we have to know uh, the opinion of the other side of the of the consumers. Also, I wanted to uh, talk more about uh, the Hungarian sea, the Lake Balaton, because uh, I grew up by uh, the Lake Balaton and it has a special place in my in my heart. So uh, I wanted to know how do you like uh, living by the lake and uh, how to think about the tourism of the lake? How is it different? I can't imagine my life, uh, neither my family, uh, without being close to the Lake, lake Balaton. Uh, every season it's shown, uh, shows its own beauty. Uh, for example, we love uh, to watch uh, sunset uh, while we are drinking uh, wines from a sailing boat. That's our uh, favorite uh, uh, hobby <laughs> in, during the summer. Uh, in these last summery days, we are hiking every weekend. Uh, in the past, it was a common fact that the season at the Lake Balaton is blooming just in the summer and not longer than several months. But nowadays, uh, because uh, lots of contractors from the horeca sector and wineries, uh, the Lake Balaton is, is, uh, is became, have became uh, more fashionable, interesting, and we have lots of programs also during uh, the other season, um, not, not in the corona time. Uh, the local selling at the winery and our sellings to the local restaurants are deeply connected with the tourism. Uh, the last summer season has started a little bit later because of the uh, current situation. But after that, I consider it a long and successful with uh, numerous people from all over the country. Uh, but also the wine festival of the wine region, it's, it's important a week uh, for the wineries here. I was going to ask about selling to restaurants. Um, how does that work? Do you, do you sell them the wine and then they resell it? Or do you sort of give it to them on consignment and then when they sell the bottle, then, then you're paid? Or do, does the restaurant just buy a case of the wine and then, and then they sell it as, as they would like to? How does that work? So basically, uh, that's uh, the work that my cousins uh, are, are making. Um, so they are starting in January and... Uh, they, they they go they go by restaurant by restaurant so they 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 go to every restaurant and then uh, and try to make a, a contact on a, or a friendship so so we are trying to sell uh, directly uh, for them uh, it's it's a it's a huge work and lots of uh, uh, kilometers to drive <laughs> around the lake Balaton, but but uh, it's 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 worth it and also the restaurants now are more open minded to 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 sell uh, uh, local wines, so not sell uh, wines at the Lake Balaton and the beautiful view. You you can drink uh, just local wine and not uh, wines from other countries or other wine regions, which I think it's it's a uh, it's the right way. As uh, the wineries and uh, the drinking wine gets more popular every season, do you find it hard to find the workforce? Uh, yes, uh, it is hard to make uh, physical work attractive to younger generations and also the other hand to to the more make attractive the fact of moving to the countryside uh, for somebody in the in his or her uh, 20s age 
it was getting harder and harder by use for uh, to, to find groups for harvesting. So now we are uh, harvesting uh, just with the machine. So our harvest, uh, we, can, we can make it faster and uh, more productive. Uh, but at the vineyards, uh, we have our fixed uh, squad uh, who, are, uh, who are making uh, the quality work, such as pruning, uh, selection of the bunches and greenworks. At the winery, we, we are also working with, uh, with our fixed team uh, during the year for bottling and for other works. Uh, during the harvest, uh, we need some other help there are lots of work so we have usually some winemaker interns from the universities as well but uh, i have to underline that uh, as a family winery we have a lot much easier job with employees because every family member can be a useful part of the business so as i said my cousins my uncle my parents and also uh, in the future my brothers will uh, I, I hope that they will work at the winery also during the winter, it's pretty common for us that we have uh, got more work at the vineyards because it's the so-called uh, pruning season. But uh, due to the COVID-19 situation, uh, we had to send uh, some of our cellar workers to the vineyards because we have uh, less wines to bottle in, in these days. Uh, we, we, we had to Im improve also our website and web shop. Uh, and uh, we tried to make the web shop more efficient and attractive. So we are making different packages from our favorite wines. Our fine wines, uh, which were meant to sell at the Horeca sector, is, are now really hard to sell. Uh, but on the other hand, there is a great demand for the juicy fresh whites and rosé whites, which are selling the multi-chains. So now we are selling more wines uh, in the multi-chains than ever before. What is, what is for you the most difficult part of being in the wine business and what is the most enjoyable part? I would say working with uh, your family could uh, sometimes be hard, <laughs> uh, but at the end of the day, uh, we can still share a bottle of uh, wine in peace. So I would say that's uh, kind of the, the, the harder part. And also, uh, the, hard, the hardest part uh, maybe to be a winemaker is, is to make the right decision when you are blending different uh, wines, also when you are blending different uh, uh, barrique barrels. I am sure that you uh, enjoy all the wines your winery makes, but I will ask you to choose one of your many favorites. I'm sure you have. And maybe describe that wine in a little bit more detail uh, and why it is a particular enjoyment for, for you. Well, I would say my favorite wine, it's, it's uh, changing uh, kind of every month uh, or changing as the seasons. But uh, now, nowadays, uh, my, famous, uh, my favorite is uh, the sparkling. Uh, it's a method uh, traditional. So basically, it's the same method as they are doing in Champagne. And then I'm also loving, uh, love with uh, the champagne uh, 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 sparkling wines. Uh, so we are making a rosé sparkling uh, wine, uh, basically from uh, Kirai Lanka. It's a grape variety, which is uh, very famous at our wine region and Pinot Noir. Uh, and it's, and it's, uh, it, it's really fresh and fruity, like a strawberry uh, uh, prof uh, 
perfumes and uh, then uh, when when you are tasting uh, it has a really uh, fine and small uh, bubbles and, uh, and and also these fruity flavors uh, it disappear so I, I would say and also nowadays in Hungary uh, the sparkling wines uh, becoming uh, more and more uh, fashionable and lots of wineries started uh, to make uh, metal traditional sparkling wines and and we are we are we are keep improving. We will have also a white one, not just rosé. So so maybe the future is uh, the sparkling wines. We almost uh, ask uh, every question, but there's uh, one more we haven't talked about. I think that when did you exactly join the family uh, business? Uh, my relationship uh, with the winery has just uh, started in November. Uh, because before uh, that, that period I was at the university and uh, and I was abroad uh, because of my harvest. Uh, so I joined the team uh, just in November, but I really enjoy working together with my father and um, sometimes the pressure uh, and the great responsibility to, for making right decisions. Uh, so basically the, our vines from the 2020 vintages uh, could be a little bit different because of, of my uh, thinking uh, or, or my uh, tasting uh, differences from my father. I, actually, I will fit in one more question on that point as well, which is, do you feel uh, in terms of the market in, in Hungary, there are big differences between the generations in terms of uh, the preferred type of wine? My generation or, or, or the younger generations are, are uh, starting to prefer more the, the uh, biological vines and uh, natural vines. On the other hand, the others, I, I would say, uh, they, they like the vines uh, which were made by, by uh, traditional vines and not the uh, natural or biodynamical ways. Yeah, well, that, that's, um, that's very interesting as well. And thank you so much for your thoughts and taking the time to speak with us uh, today. It's really been a wonderful and interesting uh, discussion. I would like to thank my co-host for today, Laura Donchak, for joining us. And most of all, I would like to thank you, Ferenc Budoshow of Hungary's Budoshow Winery, for this outstanding discussion. I must say. And this is Theodore Boone for the Corvinus Business Intelligence Podcast, a production of the Budapest Investment Club of Corvinus University. We leave you today with these words spoken by Benjamin Franklin, which I'm sure he enjoyed a glass of wine now and then again as well. Benjamin Franklin said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. Thank you.